you were one of the most perceptive people that I know. And so that story, do you remember the time that you were whitewater rafting and you knew there was a leak in the boat and you told you the guide? this? Wow, yes. This a long time ago. And you, I know, but you told the guide and the guide blew you off because the guide was, and the people that you were with, who I'm not going to name names, but they were not sensitive to the fact that this was happening. But you knew it was happening because you had picked it up and perceived it much earlier than the rest of everybody. And so, of course, it feels like an affront because you're pointing out what is extremely obvious. And sure enough, you know, 20 minutes later or two hours down the river, whatever it was, it became quite clear to everybody else. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Bumbling Idiots, the podcast about online dating for the rest of us. I'm Evangeline Jelly, and I'm here with my co-host Sam, and we're going to dive right into it. Hello. Hi, hold on. I'm going to have to actually do that thing where I make it so there's no distractions. Where is that thing? It's called Focus. <laughs> it's <laughs> a clever name <laughs> who knew we needed that yeah right <laughs> oh my god it's so funny i love how they yeah. delivered up like eight different ways to do it too so i'm like uh, uh I, i'm at a loss like who right. do i include who do i exclude do i want to tell them like should they know i'm ignoring them it's like yeah it's uh, yeah that's it's the focus feature that's new this year in 2022 it's a fascinating topic in and yeah. of itself actually that would be a great add-on well we're doing it, it. Maybe we're in the middle of, the... of that <laughs> no, no no i mean like I, like um, maybe some of these apps already have that but that would be a really nice um feature that somebody could go oh, to a dating app where you could just like go into the person that you're interacting with yeah, to get their like quick bio download before your coffee date. Is that what you mean? Yeah. And yeah. instead of having instead some... of like, oh, 50 new people I'd rather be hanging out with. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. also other people that see your profile, you could choose whether or not they see the fact that you are basically do not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's a way yeah. of indicating that you're Yeah, I think you're right. I'd sorry, um, I didn't mean to talk over you there, but I think that that's kind of what like um we'd mentioned before the hinge feature of pausing your profile mm -hmm. allows you to only interact with people you've matched with and that you already have a current chat with which seems so civilized because you can pause yeah. your profile and just address current situations rather than just constantly you know yes. being that like forced I... state of being on the prowl yeah i really wish that the two apps that i'm signed up on that i had that option because that would make it much easier to continue yeah. to stay on them. Yeah, and that was my earlier um, issue, well, small issue this earlier this year because I paused Bumble, not knowing it would delete nine hundred likes. <laughs> 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 and but I just it's it was I was like oh that's unfortunate um, <laughs> because I thought like wow that's like nine hundred people that have been pre-screened by the app that I can then. I know it feeds them on the top. So I thought that that was like um, kind of a small comfort in the, in the process instead of it being like completely useless and in vain. I thought, well, some people liked me and I will be going through them Yep, when yep. I have time to, and then they were gone. And I was, and yeah. So it's, it's a, it's an unfortunate um, symptom of pausing Bumble. 
Right, right. And now you know that. Punishment. And mm-hmm. That would literally be, that would make such a difference in terms of usability and humanity in <clears throat> these apps because sounds like Hinge has already thought this through. I haven't messed around with it enough to really know if it's that possible, but it doesn't seem like it's possible with like, um, I don't know, OkCupid okay when I, yeah. I forget what the term was, but when I shut that one down, I didn't like you can disable or delete on there. Yeah, you can disable it or delete it. You right. Know, when, you, when you, they always threaten you with, they're like, well, you can never come back and you'll lose all your data. But then, <laughs> don't walk out uh, that door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it this time. <laughs> okay. Seriously, keep your key. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. I was yeah, more thinking about like a parent perspective. It. You know, parents like, <laughs> if you go out that door, you know. Oh, yeah, in the throes of, uh, yeah, preteen and teens. Yes, that was your perspective. <laughs> 12 years into dating. <laughs> uh, I thought we were still on topic here. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. So, I, again, not. I don't have a heck of a lot of experience with the, the actual dating thing. But Oh, come um, on, you're freshly divorced, so you should... <laughs> They don't walk out that door thing. It's, it applies. It applies to all of us. I guess. I, anyway, blah, blah, blah. So it's not like you're going to keep your teenager from coming back. No, but I just think it's funny. So that's like the oh. okay, Cupid threat is like, oh, you could lose everything yeah. um, if you disable this or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, I love that idea of that you could just go on and yes. that's the thing is, yeah, it's just annoying to have to open the app and. Um, yeah, we should have just like a QR code for everyone. Okay, well, I'm going to save your QR code so I can come back in and find out what you're doing if you're still single and how many kids you have. Well, yeah, and also it would just, it's kind of a nice idea that you could choose. Maybe it does say that on Hinge that maybe people that, if maybe they don't see your profile at all. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't... But you could choose that they could see your profile and have it just say otherwise occupied. You know, for, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to define why, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so focus is the topic, I guess, that we're on about right now. (laughs) Back to that. (laughs) Well, and what I was going to say in terms of how quickly you jumped on just now for the recording is that I'm wondering, this is not related to dating, but maybe it is actually for people that have done Zoom dating back in the day. Um, I I cannot get out of a Zoom meeting fast enough. I am inevitably this person who's left where whoever the host was has already shut it down before I've left properly. And I don't know how people are so fast at doing it, but it's a little bit awkward to be left into the dust and feel like, I don't know, is that something you've ever experienced? new levels of abandonment i think that's what you you're you're mining the depths of of social neglect right right <laughs> i guess so oh i mean I, I definitely experienced this like way before you know I do before have... trying the online dating do you know what i'm talking have you experienced this well, is there a tiny part of you well, that's like I, well i have these oh my goodness i have these moments like i mean the last time I know what you're talking about of course yeah the last time I left a zoom um I do like having the moment where you can sometimes I'll see that it's going to be down to like one other person and me and then I think oh well let's capture this time for just just have like a 30 second add-on between the two of us that's not public and so I have captured that time and I've appreciated that because it's like being in a meeting with someone where you're the last one out the conference door and it's like hey hey do you have a second yeah and then you just have to you you can have that interaction 
keeping in mind it, the whole thing could be recorded, of course. Yeah. Um, and then the very last one that I got out of, it was, I did feel this pang of guilt because people were just vanishing. It was just, you know, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. And then it was the last person in me. And I, I was clicking out of it as well, you know, so these were like split second people disappearing. And yep. so I was the second to last one to go. And I felt a little badly that I did not linger and say something human, you know, like, nice to see you. Hope you have a good week. <laughs> and I just, I did feel that guilt of like the lack of the extra interaction. But I think that I defer to everybody else has somewhere else to be that's kind yeah. of my oh yeah um, no so, I, I yeah usually to be that person i think everybody has their finger on the buzzer ready to click that red thing yeah. on, the sc- on the screen yeah like whatever is the opposite of a quick draw that's me getting out of zoom like i think <laughs> i think that's I, a slow draw <laughs> i have a slow draw <laughs> and, I, and i definitely i do not want to linger and have a final chat with anybody who's left in there i am always yeah. the last one left anyway don't but, throw all your eggs in that jeopardy winning, winning basket <laughs> yeah i just really don't want to yeah so yeah. i aspire to be quick draw and maybe they're just oh doing it goodness. with shortcuts instead of their mouse to the button maybe they're just like control quit or whatever <laughs> I want to end it first. <laughs> yeah, I want to blaze out. I don't. There's something about it. You know what it is? It's oh because after you've been left, what happens is this sign comes up that's like the host has left the meeting. It has ended. <laughs> oh my god! I felt like I was like waiting to get so it's the like, last bit out of like this the, meeting. It's like the underpaid new intern in the company coming into the comments room and being like, "Um, are you leaving? Because we have this booked for the next hour." <laughs> That is precisely what it's like. I don't need to be informed by Zoom. Yeah. That the host has ended the meeting. You should find something else to do with you. Oh, God. It's so funny, these modern things. But, and again, I wasn't obviously doing this during the height of the pandemic. um, But I wonder if people had to navigate that. Like, what's the etiquette of, like, goodbye now. Okay, bye. Uh, Oh, you hang up first. Okay, bye. Like, or were just people just like, I'm out of here. You know, are they dropping each other off of Zoom like a like a hot potato you know yeah i think that's the graceful thing to do is you decide as a group that everyone is leaving and you know and, and everyone says bye and you unmute and do like the wave or you unmute and use your voice and then everybody clicks off and it ends it, it simply and gracefully yes that that i get in terms of like business meetings what i'm, what I'm referring to is i i guess i had gathered the impression that people were doing online like video dating or something during the height of the pandemic when you weren't supposed to leave your house and um you know, if people were Zoom dating, were they, did you have to develop a different etiquette with this person of how you get off of the Zoom call? Or were people pretty clueless about it and just hanging up with like the power quit that I have not yet mastered? Because I think of all of the things that I'm experiencing just over basic text that seem like they're missing each other in terms of basic communications. And I just feel like adding Zoom onto that would have added a whole bunch of fire to the whole situation. Although it could have been kind of fun to have been dating during the pandemic because you could just go on a date with somebody in Japan today and New Zealand tomorrow and Iowa the day after. (laughs) I hadn't considered that possibility. I tend not to date anyone that there is no hope of meeting in person in the near future yeah 
But I mean, I have no idea what it was like for people that were sitting around in the, during the pandemic for however long the isolation era lasted wherever they were, you know, at what point are you kind of willing to do anything to just have a human connection or attempt to with another person? You know, we all found our way. Some of us um, made a lot of bread. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we were talking about focus. I guess we kind of got on about that, but I literally texted you three concepts that I had in mind. Would you want to bring it up? Um, sure. Yes. I think that something that comes up a lot is post-date protocol. And okay. I think it's a useful topic to cover because it's something that's not new because we've always had to handle post-date protocol. Um, but I think that we have gaps in our dating, like being in a long-term relationship for 10, 20 years. Um, some of these things change and things like, you know, who asks people out, who follows up after the date, who pays for a date. So they they aren't necessarily different between like real life dating, like mm. uh, online dating, but I think that what can change are the social norms around them. I think some people think it's old fashioned to to wait for one sex or the other to ask somebody out or to pay for a date or to follow up, and and it's um, considered more equal that anyone could ask anyone out especially obviously with same-sex couples where that wouldn't be the that wouldn't be the determining factor and following up after a date I think that we've evolved to a place where anyone can pay for a date or not anyone can split a date anyone can ask anyone out Mm -hmm. and it's just basic human courtesy to follow up after a date and express um, something kind Mm-hmm. I think when that doesn't, and so right now you, we were talking about post-date protocol yes. and I think that, um, like anything, expectations <laughs> can lead to disastrous consequences. Mm-hmm. So if Absolutely. we're expecting certain things and they don't happen, then those, that can be very upsetting. So for example, you know, what, what is, what is your recent experience been with how you're leaving dates? You haven't, you haven't been dating very long, but you've been on several dates recently. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so how's that been? So it's it's been kind of interesting because the context of the first time that I'm meeting any person is theoretically a date. I still don't even think of it as a date, but I recognize that that seems to be the the gold standard of what people to consider to be a date. I think of it as the first time I'm, actually, I'm, I'm just meeting this human being, you know, so whether or not I want to see them again would be the next time is when I would consider it to be a date, but that's just me personally. But the point is that, um, well, I think it's, I think it's an interesting distinction because it does affect behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone considers it's interesting, yeah. If someone considers it a date, it's it, it, perhaps they're going to treat someone differently than if they don't consider it a date, right? They're just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, I was just, meeting that person right so nothing is required of me right like don't dress up don't uh, see don't this, plan no don't be no, no, no. extra courteous but that might just be you know like you can always you can always use the example of, would I be this way with a friend right so right. if I'm meeting a friend for coffee will I fall you know will I offer to pay like sure some people do like hey mm-hmm. sure I'll get it this time you get it next like with friends right um do I look nice for friends typically I do I do dress up for my friends as well because mm-hmm. I think that looking nice is just a sign of 
respecting the, the people you're spending time with. And then following up afterwards, I do often do that with friends as well, where I'll say, hey, it was really great to see you. We should do that more often. Something like that. You know, I agree, I agree with you, actually, that, yeah, I mean, you, even if I'm seeing you, which we don't get to do very often because we're on opposite sides of the country. But right. um, if we were to get together and have dinner or something, then I, one of us would text the other one not that long afterwards. I mean, depending on how late at night it is, maybe not that night, but certainly by the next day, we would just check in and say, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun hanging out with you last night. Yeah, or did you get again, home okay? Or, or yeah, all <laughs> of the same things. Did you yep. get home all right? It was kind of late. Yeah, I do this regularly with friends. Some friend I don't see very often we often stay up too late talking and we, so there's always like this post event like wrap of like let's do this better next time you know and <laughs> post game analysis right and right. and it's like yeah we need to get together more often because we always stay up too late chatting and catching up it's just too yeah. much it's too much to catch up on so yeah yeah but i think not everybody's like that and i think that some people look for excuses for bad behavior that they just they yeah I don't know what it is I think they feel like oh I'll bring my a game to a to somebody who deserves it Mm -hmm. um so that's that's what I want to say is that though I personally do not consider the first meeting with somebody to be a date I definitively want to show up to that with my best foot forward because you never get another chance to make first impression right yes and that doesn't mean that I'm yeah it just means that I'm I'm going to give respect to the fact that I'm taking time out of my day to meet this person and they're taking time out of their day and I interpret quite a bit from the degree of effort that the other person <laughs> seems to have put into put into it the situation and right um, which I feel largely responsible for and very guilty about <laughs> oh. well I, I'm so no it's I'm like... really grateful that you have identified these things for me because again with me being just generally unskilled in this territory or t- inexperienced period much less via like this context of online dating I think it's just specific to each person so what I encourage is to be attentive to what you need and what you require and what you're willing to show up with you know what you're looking for and what you offer okay but and be very specific but let's just talk about the impression that's being made so and (laughs) i agree with you that each person's thing is different and it's not that otherwise we'd all be looking for the same person so it's not like we're all thinking oh i'm gonna go out and i'm meeting up with this person later and you know i expect that they would be i don't know dressed like some sort of like a formal dinner or something or some men have told me that that like some women won't date any guy who's not driving like a certain kind of car and I'm always shocked and horrified to hear like those kind of specifics right um, and that's fine with me because that's not one of my things but when I'm telling you the things that I look for yeah. I, I do feel like I'm kind of a jerk for for being so specific and and kind of yeah I don't like no, things see, that feel like I'm casting people to the side because they don't measure up that's not the that's how that's when I know I think I, so the difference but, is this that I think that somebody who is um hasn't is thinking oh this person showed up in this kind of car and it's not a Rolls Royce or whatever um that has to do with <laughs> very a, narrow like right exactly but that has to do with um a way that they're qualifying the person based off of categorization of how much money does this person have or whatever okay mm-hmm. which is really different than how is the person showing up in terms of their willingness to interact with you or me? How am I showing up in, in my willingness to interact with this other person? And am I putting my best foot forward? And 
I think the things that you have identified that are things that your, your radar is sort of attuned to are not things like, oh, this person needs to have this kind of a job and needs to live in this part of the country or, you know, live in this type of a house or drive this type of a car. They very much have to do with how is this person stepping forward to relate to you? What do their other relationships look like in their life? Um, and all of that has to do with the, your awareness of how probable it is that you'll be able to have a successful connection with this person. And the, the abruptness that you have about it is, be, is because you, that's the area that maybe there might be potential for growth, that you could circle back and you know, see what else might be there under some circumstances. Uh, me yeah <laughs> i mean you were talking about... a finely honed algorithm <laughs> yeah yeah which is like that you know it makes me think of like one of those um those tripwires or something that you could just like breathe on and it's like gone and you know you're right, not that right, super yeah, sensitive about it but no. the thing the thing is you were one of those perceptive people that i know and so that story do you remember the time that you were whitewater rafting and you knew there was a leak in the boat and you told you the guide. Wow, yes. this? Yes. Like time ago. And you, I know, but you told the guide and the guide blew you off because the guide was, and the people that you were with, who I'm not going to name names, but they were not sensitive to the fact that this was happening, but you knew it was happening because you had picked it up and perceived it much earlier than the rest of everybody. And so of course it feels like an affront because you're pointing out what is extremely obvious. And sure enough, you know, 20 minutes later or two hours down the river, whatever it was, it became quite clear to everybody else. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really take any extra sensory perception. It was whistling air being exiting from an inflatable object that was about to carry over 300 pounds of people in a raging river yeah. that, that oh, did you guys get in the water in that boat i forget how oh yeah it was a nightmare out. and that wasn't two hours later that was like within 30 minutes <laughs> i got launched out of that boat because because my partner weighed like twice what i do right and was happily in the stern the back of the boat paddling and i am theoretically in the front of the boat paddling. but that became a, a kind of me out of the water on the inflated part and and him deeply like, <laughs> in, in the, water. the river in the back end of the boat and um. And so I, we, when we hit a large boulder, I was just launched because we were, the yeah. boat was rapidly deflating and it was right. far more, um, it wasn't as rigid as it should have been. Yeah. So I, I literally got launched out of that boat into the river <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, he like drilled it into us as he's like shoveling us off the riverbank, you know, like feet up, hold on right. to your life vest, don't right. swim, knees up, feet up, just float, it'll be fine. <laughs> and I, of course, panic immediately and try yeah. to swim right. and smashed both my knees on the next boulder. Oh. Um and I, yeah, I, I had an injury in there that I still have. I remember when you told me this story the first time that, um, so funny. why it, did you, yeah. Why I, do you remember that? Because it really lodged. I mean, I've seen so many times that you are, we all have our different gifts of perception and things that we notice. Um, but I've, it's really interesting to me to watch how you navigate the world in terms of picking up details, because the things that you, there are things that you pick up on and resonate with just sooner than other people do like 
the the thin trace of smoke is the thing that you're fully aware that that's a fire that's happening <laughs> you know <laughs> whereas everybody else is thinking there's a little bit of bread in the toaster or something that's like some crumb that's burning um and yeah so it's just um I don't know that's just I, th- I was trying to liken that story to the fact that your perceptions are generally quite accurate and when you are meeting new people you you perceive things and you have a strong sense of where they're going to go because you've seen how they play out before and I was just creating the argument that it's helpful to give space to see what else might present itself for all the things that I don't like to see that I screen heavily for online and then when I'm meeting someone for the first time or talking on the phone for the first time there are many, many things that I do look for rather than mm-hmm. looking, you know, I'm not looking to rule people out, but I tend to look for people who are kind and open-minded and have had certain challenges um, that I think at my age, you know, after a certain number of decades, I'm looking for people to have had those and overcome them and Mm -hmm. be able to be vulnerable and share those or acknowledge them in a certain way. Um, Because it's a kind of arc (laughs) and growth in life that I need people to have at this point, Mm -hmm. um, rather, you know, than like, you know, kind of blaming their Oh, yeah. Blaming things on others or complaining about things that are really gifts, you know, like having children or um, the way they talk about their ex, you know, the way they talk about their parents, the way they talk about their kids, the things they value, the things that they share. Those are very meaningful. So it's not that I'm ruling people out because they're not, you know, necessarily showering to meet me for coffee, but Mm -hmm. that certainly does (laughs) help. And and that's why I highly recommend it to anyone who's, you know, considering a casual date. It's like, well, how casual do you really want to be? You know, is this like you got locked out of the house and your car broke down? (laughs) Or are you, you know, is this your favorite pair of jeans? And, you know, like right. and your favorite t-shirt like that's a that's a good casual um, yeah and you know we kind of started with expectations often affect our our you know the the feelings that we have about the outcome so I think the expectations going into the date are the things that we can control and that helps us kind of weather the storm of the outcomes well so you know? so here's the thing like and I agree. And you actually, this started sort of with you apologizing for the fact that you have been um, educating me to, be, to, to, be, to keep an to eye out. a little out more critical. Yeah. And, and it's terrific, though. And that, I will say, has I was just starting to get into in the beginning of this, has less to do with, I would say, adapting to online dating and more to do with adapting to dating, period. Because, again, this is very novel to me that I would be meeting somebody I really don't know through some other context. And that's where maybe something begins. Um so I think a lot of people who have actually dated people in the past might know these things without having to be explicit about them. But I, I very much appreciate what you have made quite explicit, which is to pay attention to how the other person is literally showing up. What are they wearing? And not, is it fancy or is it even to my liking, but has there been any effort put into it? And I would say that I'm not even that... Um, it's not such a big deal if the person shows up because it's a casual first meeting and they're not 
they, they look like they put no effort into it. If, if it's kind of a, a, a nice time with this person and we agree to meet some other time, the fact that I have shown up with some effort put into the way that I look means that hopefully they have picked up on that cue and I'm very curious to see how they show up the second time. Because if the second time they show up equally as casually, that will feel to me a bit like this is not so much a priority to them to put their best foot forward. And I think for me, that's just not a place that I want to begin getting to know somebody. This meeting has been ended by the host. Hey, you're still here? Thanks so much for listening to the whole thing. We really appreciate that you're enjoying Bubbling Idiots and we'll see you in a week or so.